and Strange Cast Player One vs. World's Life the Strange Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Makos. Adam is here. Adam, you here? I'm here. I failed working at a bank and I'm back to being a chef. Yeah, that's 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 a uh, basically before we started, that's been like an hour and a bit of our conversation. So we've now started to record and uh yeah. I've had my own my own things happen in my life. So um big change in terms of the topic because we kind of talked about it last week, uh last month in terms of what we're gonna do. Come on, in a second. But in the meantime, as always, if you are new here, do please consider dropping us a subscribe, turn on notifications, and um, like the video and share it with your friends. Helps keep up to date with our channel, helps you support our channel. Um, and also, Strangecast is available on all podcast services. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Spotify with a video version. All podcast services were available. So do follow us on there and just subscribe because it helps keep up to date if you watch our show. Um, and if you are on YouTube as well, do, as I said, do consider subscribing because about 50% plus of the traffic comes out from non-subscribers. So if you are finding yourself here regularly, do just drop a subscribe. It helps us build our numbers, if anything. Yeah. So yes, Adam, yes. So we were meant to be doing Steph's story review, but um, I've had a uh, long had a week. Month. Yes, I've had a month. Let's just put yeah. it that way. So apologies about that. I'm going to commit myself to the next episode to have Steph's story done because I think we'll have time for that. But yeah. I do apologize because I did say that we wanted to kind of do it early. I will early. say this in your defense. Like, <laughs> I, in your defense, I, I listened through Steph's story, but now that I worked in a corporate office for eight days... <laughs> I had more time to be listening to podcasts than I did in like a corporate office. It was weird. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 I put my toe into your waters and I'm like, yeah, I get why you weren't able yeah. to like listen to it yet. It's just like, it's so weird how less freedom you have in corporate offices than you do in restaurants. Yes. You but. don't have much freedom. Even like when I'm on my commute, I just, I just can't, I just don't want to sit there on my commute and then listening to Katie Dude, talk. Cause I, it's like, I want to, I want to sit at home and do it. I, I drove, I was driving to, to like where I was and I, I would be in silence. Like, I just wanted to be like, mm, okay. Like it's just yeah. kind of like building up myself, like no music, just kind of like I drove in silence. Oh man, I've got to that point now. Like if I'm on public transport, I only, I don't sometimes listen to music. I just have my yeah. headphones in, but I don't listen to music. So I'm just like, so I'm just, I don't know what it, it was. I don't know why it, it's just kind of like, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm. I'm sometimes like that. I'm just like, I just want to listen to silence. It's like, if I want to listen to the soothing voice of Katie Benz, I'll listen to it when I'm at home. Yeah. So my plan is yeah, that in the that's next. That's what I did. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, I, I have more time to do that. But, you know, by the way, quick thing shout out to, like, quick thing to this. This is called the Fellow. It's a company called Fellow. Great coffee supply from them. I'm telling you, dude. Wait, wait why, why is there an ad in our video? This is not advertisement. I, like, I am not paid to do this. Man, this is the best travel mug. It's a fellow Carter. Bro, when I when I had this in the corporate office, I had the coffee in this, and I would forget about it for four hours, and the coffee was still, like, really Get hot. that company to pay us. It's not coming in this podcast conversation, this. Bro, if we're going to get I something wish. from it, you're Bro, giving fellow? free advertisement here. We only give, fellow, we only give, we only me, give, please. We only give free advertisement away to Jonathan Panetta. That's the only time I've yeah. been like, yeah, that's very acceptable. We don't give free coffee advertisements, so no, no, oh, they can come to us. Carter, it's so they good. Can... It's such a good call. Fellow, come at me. Come here, fellow. Come here, fellow. Fellow, come on, come on. Sponsor me. I'm a huge coffee nerd. I was a general manager in a coffee place. I'm huge in coffee. Come on, fellow. Come here. 
<laughs> awful, absolutely awful start to the podcast. It's the plugging best... random, plugging <laughs> random coffee products in there. No, we get I'm we, so we only accept paid product. advertisements here. Um, anyway, it's that's so out good. the way. <laughs> that's out the way. Steph's story will come this month. I promise it. Fingers crossed. We'll get to yeah. that. But in the meantime, we decided to take Adam's very great idea last time yes. around, which was to split Jace's topic up in terms of the BTS episode rankings and True Color ranking in terms of chapters and the entire game. And we're going to now do True Colors because as uh, I did a bit of snoofing around, there's no news, as uh, many of you will probably uh, completely understand. It's very quiet on the Deck Nine front, on the Don't Nod front, even on the Square mm-hmm. front to an extent. Um, and there was no news that was really worthwhile to even cover, if anything. I saw some deals and stuff, but by the time the episodes come out, they'll probably be gone. So we can commit the entire episode to True Colors, um, yes. which has always been a very interesting conversation for the two of us. Um, Adam, hmm. so let's start with this. Um, yes. Me and you are very much episodic purists. We love the old school format. We were there for it. You know, we love Life is Strange 1, 2 bts uh the walking dead all the telltale games even the council as well like the episodic format was uh in its yeah hey we love the council um but the episodic formatting was all there which was like really enjoyable this was the first mainline entry in the series that eliminated that because we got chapters instead um and also fully fledged available at release as well in terms of the full Mm -hmm. game so Let's start with that first before we get into each episode or chapter. How you want to score it? Because I find it weird to kind of score it compared to BTS, like when we were doing those ones that Jay said it was a bit easier. But um, should it have been chapters? Should they have just basically nullified it completely, just gone with a full flat game, got rid of the chapter structure? Should it be an episodic? Honestly, Let's weigh man, up that. Um, I don't really... Okay, so it's weird because kind of a you know uh spread the arts thing kind of not because i haven't finished it yet but i appreciate so i've been playing the quarry right now Ooh. and i'm liking it so far i'm really i'm really digging it um i had a best buy gift card so i just you know uh. yeah i was like yeah i don't want i don't want to pay 70 dollars for it but then i gotta get best buy gift anyways so i'm playing the quarry um like it's separated into chapters as well. Like there are certain chapters or scenes. It's like a movie. It is chapter like, however, it's not like, it's not like full episodes. I think there's a difference between an episode and a chapter. Right. Mm. So when, as I'm playing through the quarry, have you played until dawn at all? I love until dawn. What That's what I mean. that was. <laughs> By the way, if you love until dawn, you're going to love the quarry. Like it's, I, there's gotta be a connection to the two. Because it's almost like beat for beat. So I haven't beaten it yet. Also, like... shout out to Supermassive in general because they're great. And then also shout out to Alejandro Arkay, who's and obviously Alejandro been on our podcast. On, yes, was on Super Master. Yeah, work, work, yeah, Pia Master. I was actually going to tag him in that fight. I need to go back and do that. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, Alejandro works but, um... at Supermassive Game now and has got his own game out. So go and support him. Obviously, mm-hmm. Life is Strange uh, veteran as it is. But yes, continue back onto the quarry. Yeah, so like uh it's similar to Until Dawn. There's gotta be like a connection. I'm hoping there is, because it's beat for beat. But anyways, um the with the chapters in that, think of Until Dawn with chapters, right? There's scenes and there's like a certain gameplay for it. It's almost like a chapter, a level. And then there's episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know 
like, here's a good topic. Like, what is that? What is the difference between an episode and a chapter? And there's definitely a difference between like an episode of Walking Dead versus a chapter in Until Dawn, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and for this, for True Colors, it felt more like episodes than they did chapters. And I think an episode is more of, um, I think each chapter in in this game is what, like an hour and a half, two hours? Um, Yeah, I think like, is it like maybe episode three or four round about that? There's something like, there's one chapter which feels a little bit shorter, or it might just be that I was yeah. blitzing through a bit faster. But yeah, I would say that. I'd give it more or less the same uh, episodic time frame. I think most of the episodic games were like... So it's about... 10 to 13 hours to beats between five chapters. So that puts it around like two hours each episode, Yeah, you know? And I think that's, that's where it comes into. I think an episode is like almost like a mini game, like a miniature version of the game. Whereas a chapter is a level design. Like you are in a level, you know, and you're not necessarily enveloped into something. I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Now that I yeah. actually said it, it's like there's a definitely a difference between chapters and episodes, but they say chapters in Life is Strange True Colors when for sure it feels like episodes. And yeah. I don't know how to define it. Like, what do you think? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned all that. Um, how's um, before I say my thing, how's um, the former WCW champion David Arquette in the quarry? Oh, he's um. Uh, so far he hasn't had too much of a big part in it, but the mm-hmm. the part he did have, oh, he's dude, right? <laughs> the whole cast is actually really good, yeah. dude. Like you, um, each character in there, there are certain personality traits you if you feel for those personality traits. When there's someone being like a brat, <laughs> listen, there there's a character in there that's a complete brat. Maybe I set her up to die. Maybe. <laughs> maybe who knows i was like oh no like oh i wonder what's in this trap door oh (laughs) there's like two options i was like i think you should check out the trap door that's just my opinion and i was like oh no there was a monster in there oh (laughs) i just oh no i tried to save you but you you died (laughs) anyways so i love it i i love the quarry it's it's good if you like until dawn i think everybody would like the quarry yeah. I don't know if it's worth the price point of $70, but, you know, I'm not a game pricer, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll come so. back to this conversation because obviously it's... Yeah, definitely, just, uh, definitely. Sorry, yeah. Uh, but, like, no, that, no. That, the point I was trying to make is that, like, when I'm playing the quarry, it feels like chapters. Yeah. When I'm playing, like, True Colors, it feels like episodes. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, no, no, completely, completely understand that because I, I, I love Until Dawn and I probably will pick up the quarry when it's cheaper. That's my kind of like thing off, it, off it. Oh, picking up um, when it's like thirty dollars too. Yeah, yeah thirty. I'll $40 pick it. It's definitely yeah. worth. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to PS Plus. Though. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Something, True. Some, it'll come to. It'll, there'll be something that gives that. But um, in terms of um, True Colors, it's a bit weird one because it's like in hindsight, like I feel like they did it because they kept the the chapter thing in place and kept it at five because the other Life is Strange games have done it. Um, and for me, chapters are very different from episodes because the chapter thing that always comes up with me and it always pops up in my head is Tarantino films. Like you watch Tarantino film, it's yes. split into chapters. And I think like they would have, I think personally, they would have been better if they had just basically done episode one and two as a chapter, episode three and four as a chapter, and episode five as a chapter. And be like, yes. we've got beginning, middle and end and a bit more clear cut distinction of it. Because like the chapters aren't substantially wholly kind of like 
um, filling with true colors. This is one of the issues with true colors. And I've always had to repeat this. Anyone who's new as well. I don't hate true colors. I don't right. heavily dislike it, but I'm critical because it does certain things that I didn't agree with. And especially in hindsight and also in terms of um, conversations I've had and, and from what I know from sources and stuff like the way the development changed and the way that the story is positioned. It's just not, it, it played it too safe. And I've, and you'll find my force awakens thing will come into this as well. When I mentioned star Wars, the force awakens is it. Um, my little theory, which I'll probably mention at some point down the line in this podcast, but back on actual true calls, yeah, like there was an issue with like I, I just don't know how you'd handle it. I think they should just basically made a a full on triple A game, which was what is kind of pitched as with yes. a full body mocap, and then just got rid of the chapters and just done it as a full story. It didn't really yeah. need it. It was like kind of like it was like interruptions. It was like, but you can come back to it whenever you want to play. But it's like, yeah, but most people with the kind of like even with Netflix, if when they've done it, it's like they give you all these episodes, bang, and everyone just watches them in one sitting. And like that's an yeah. issue of it. So it's like I kind of want to um I kind of wish they would just go in one direction, if anything. Yeah. Um like, I, I think it was at the end where like, oh, like here's what all the choices you've made, and that what's made it feel like an episode. And I feel like like if you're gonna go this route, just get rid of the, like the 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 choice graph, you know? Yeah. Um I don't know. Like it just it it definitely I, I feel like like yeah, just make it a whole big game then. You know, just like yeah. make it a long-standing game where it's just like, I don't know, I I don't know how to how to put it. Yeah, because it's first the series to be fully fledged and like released in one go, but it just it it just felt like it was hanging on to its identity. It's like, yeah, you know, identity is a good thing, but sometimes you have to take that risk. Where it's like, I'm gonna get rid of it completely, and it's like, yes. that would have been better. Like, that now it like even more so. It has like a chapter identity. This is why, like, I'll compare it to like Life is Strange One. It's like oh the max and alex similarities the story beats and stuff it's like it's too close it's like just be experimental change a little bit like you know um yeah just go with a, like a, maybe a different kind of chapter structure or just go fully fledged if you don't want to go episodic then that's that like episodic would have been difficult that's the thing in, in the nutshell conversation because the entire point is that they did a mocap of it and like yes. that would have been just a nightmare to kind of do it like the the, the quote-unquote limitations of the earlier life is strange games they, they could record an episode and i think that worked as well i'm like kind of like looking back now in, in games i think an episodic game would work and being very simple look at from what we can tell so far like none of those don't nod games that are in the pipeline are really triple a games unless they've got a publisher supporting it like mm -hmm. they are basically double a games because don't nods funding them and even the Montreal game, which is everyone's most excited for, from from my perspective, if anything, that's not going to be the same True Colors kind of like um, uh, technical development that's had. It's going to be very simple, I think, in terms of, and simple is a great compliment for me personally. I think mean, yeah. things need to be overcomplicated. It's like they have, they're doing, I believe they're doing mocap. We did that photo when we talked about it. They're doing mocap for it. I don't know if it's full body. I don't know if it's uh, facial capture, but they got that. There's been... Um, photos of like michelle posting from like the recording booth in terms of like they'll do vo recordings and stuff so like that's why i like i appreciate that more and like true color took that massive technically made it a triple a game the price went up massively on it as well as the game but then didn't really deliver in terms mm. of like the full story because it's like it, it lacked then like if you're going to whack the price up by about 40 dollars or however much it was you kind of need to make the game a bit longer and make it more in line with other triple a games you play because it's like there's no nothing else that offers from life is strange except for you have the kind of one playthrough going back through and seeing what other choices happen and even that's like limited in this one as well and then also just in terms of um that's it there's no other root player value if we're being honest like it's a single no, player honestly. game it's a single player game story adventure 
yeah. Wells is a no, yeah. I it's just kind of like it like like exactly what you said. There's just like nothing much to it. Um, even going back to it, like I did try to go back into true colors, and I don't know, like I just I, I've seen it all. Like it is fine. Yeah. Um whereas like there's some other games, even the first Life is Strange game, there there's some secrets that like even on my like sixth playthrough of Life is Strange, like I found new things that I didn't yeah. interact with. I was like, how did I miss that? But <clears throat> no, with true colors, it was kind of like one and done. And yeah, you know, nothing, no, nothing really more to see, you know? Yeah. There's not much to see. So to address this, how do we tackle this? Do we do, do we do the full game? Should we do the chapters plus wavelengths? Um, Cause I'm like a little bit of a mist of how, how we tackle it. Should we just do it chapter by chapter? Um, I would say, yeah, just to be fair, for it yes I, I i guess chapter by chapter but honestly like the more i think about it the more it just kind of like flows as a full game because yeah one let's tackle let's do chapter by chapter but then let's tackle some certain points in each one i think that would probably yes. be the easier way of doing it because like because like my first issue with it if anything in terms of chapter one was the fact they gave away gabe's death very early on yes like that wasn't needed that wasn't needed in the promotional material. I think they could have kept that very low-key hidden. I think you probably would have got a bigger re response from people. They could have... Because like, the entire story is about Alex Chen. She goes and reunites with Gabe. She's had this kind of issue. And then they kind of like were really open about, oh, yeah, well, Gabe dies in this and she's going to go and like, you know, go to uncover this massive mystery and stuff. It's like, well, was that really needed? Was that really needed? Yeah. Like, like even even the even the Rachel Amber stuff in the first Life of Strange was hidden pretty much up till the game. Like it was mainly mm -hmm. focused on Chloe and Max reuniting. They they positioned it as a coming of age story, um, and like two was a bit different. They kind of gave you a bit more caveat of like, oh, um, here's this is happening. Like the boys are on the run. This has happened, but they kind of like kept certain things hidden in terms of like Daniel's power, etc. To an extent, but I think like the first one handled it the best. But in terms of true color. True colors, sorry. Um, yes, true colors. Color. You. <laughs> I would put a U. God damn it. I was like, why is this? Weird? Yeah, it annoys me every time I see about you. But anyway, true colors. Um, yeah, I didn't like the fact that they gave Gabe's death away very early no. on. I was like, it just, it kind of like, because I was waiting the entire episode. I was like, when's this man going to die? And then he gets hit by a boulder. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, actually, that's, no. that actually impacted me a little bit. But I'm like, I'm like I kind of accepted it that it was going to happen. And he kind of like drew away from it a little bit. I think that there was the, the Typhon thing could have had a better setup for me had they basically hidden it well and it's like oh this is actually the story mm -hmm. of the game it's like mm. so as we're going through this i'm gonna actually just read the i'm on the life change wiki mm. i just want to read the paragraph synopsis for each chapter just so mm. we're reminded of That's like, what goes on. um so we're going on to chapter one side a and the synopsis goes alex arrives in haven springs after leaving a foster home her brother Gabe sets her up in his residence. The pair reconnect and talk. Knowing there is a plan blasted a mine, they go to it, which is owned by Typhon. They help search for a child named Ethan. An accident occurs, killing Gabe. Alex grieves her brother's demise. Too much. The first three sentences could have been probably fine from that. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's like, just too much. Like, yeah. that, that's like... That's, I, like, I, by the way, I don't know uh, if that's too much the, happens in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's it like weird. Separate into to like a second chapter. I agree. I agree with that. Like, there's, there's there's more substantial <laughs> meat that could have been placed in the episode because like 
we've always talked about the L-shaped town. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like gives you time, but it's like it's limited. It's an L-shaped town, and again, it, yes. you're you're now you can't get away with the fact that Life is Strange is not being tri- pitched as a triple A game. It's being pitched as a triple A game. But look at games now when we talk about Forspoken and stuff. When it's a hundred million dollar budget, you have to deliver on that because people aren't yeah. going to let you have an L-shaped town to get away with things. And this is not they me like the L. They, they, well, they took a big L of that one, if anything. But like, like it's it's, it's not even bashing Deck Knight. It's just like the fact that if you're going to go ambitious scale on it, it's going to have to do it because it's not a double A game anymore. It doesn't have the same uh, Sundance in, indie vibe that uh, the first Life is Strange has. It's a different game, so that's in itself an animal. But like on the actual synopsis point, too much given away in that story. People used yeah. to. I used to have this argument, and this is my my drop usually. People used to have this argument with me a lot with when Kojima was teasing Death Stranding. Everyone was like, "What is this game? What is it?" Oh yeah. my god, he's not telling us this. And I'm like, do you really just basically want to watch a trailer where he tells you everything? It's yeah. like, have you how many how <laughs> many Marvel how many Marvel films have you watched or DC films where they give you the entire plot away from a trailer? And it's yeah. like, and 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 what did I say in the last episode about um my spread the arts with the menu? I was like, don't watch the trailer. I was like, just yeah, put it on. Going cold. Just um, watch it cold. No, it's it's in the same boat as um Zelda fans right now. They yeah. they don't want any more trailers hmm. of Tears of the Kingdom. They're just like, hey, we're giving away too much here, dude. Like, I just want to go in cold. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of even, even like uh, Zelda YouTubers are like, this is my job to go over trailers, but I don't want to watch the trailers. I want to yeah. go in cold. And I think there's some beauty in that where, again, like, okay, going into the artist of myself, do you know how badly I want to talk about the EP that's coming out for me? Yeah. Castor Garden. I want to talk about so bad because there's so many things that I'm just like. I'm excited to share, but I know that if I don't talk about like what's going into this EP, like it's going to be that much sweeter. If I just release even more so like all these artists that uh, release like three singles from a 12 track like album, I don't listen to any singles because I don't want to hear anything from the album, you know, because like i want to be surprised i want to hear that for the first time instead of like listening to the album like oh i've heard this a thousand times it's the yeah. single he dropped you know um my point in saying this is um like yeah you're right that like there's too much given away from true colors and i think i think a lot of developers are scared that like oh if i if we don't talk about it enough people are gonna be sketched out yeah there's a difference between not talking about it and just like avoiding questions there, yeah. there's definitely a difference Mass Effect Andromeda is a perfect example where they avoided questions. They're just like, oh, it's a Mass Effect game. Okay, so like, when's it said? It's a Mass Effect game. Will you buy it? And just like, it turned out to be the most atrocious Mass Effect game ever to come out. There's a difference between avoiding questions and not talking about your game until it releases. Yeah, yeah, like that. There, there is a fine balance. I think people lose where the fine balance is. I just think you should be more cryptic about your game. You just need yeah. to have an idea of what it is. Like, there's so much being given away in that first episode from that. I'm like, I just like, where's the punch there? There's a punch. There's a punch to be given because you you make Gabe's really affectionate, kind of like loving figure. If you would have not told anyone, it's like, and well, bang, and he's gone. Then you're like, yes. oh, that's 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 what I'm kind of like hoping for. And it's like that was missing from this episode. So it was a bit of an issue because it's like. It's a slow episode to start with. Like, you when you're in that town, you land there with Alex. Um, you start kind of like going up the town. You meet all these different people, and then it starts like you know chucking up in pace. And then, as you said, by the time we get to the mines, sorry, I'm um I'm already <laughs> I'm I got chapter two ready in the 
<laughs> I got chapter two ready in the wiki, like ready to read the synopsis on that. Synopsis, TBA. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? As well, I think it's on a lot of their stuff as well. The wiki, like a lot of the Life is Strange True Colors stuff, hasn't been covered. I mean, I think that for me personally just shows like a a sign of like they're not as invested in True Colors as it became. Oh, that's the only episode. Okay, every other episode has a synopsis oh, except for chapter two. Good. <laughs> Which is fine because even chapter two is probably the most forgettable out of all well, of them. I think True Colors is, I just don't think it resonated with much people because I've, I've been in Life is Strange Wiki a lot. It's a really helpful resource, if anything. And like, there's a lot of plages on there for like True Colors that aren't filled in or like, you know, like full detailed kind of stuff. And it's like, I just don't think that it resonated a lot with people necessarily. I think people are kind of like, no, you know. I guess, you know, like, since we're, since we're talking about it like this, I guess, you know, I guess instead of ranking each chapter, (laughs) let's just talk about it as a full game, because like, yeah, I I think the argument goes into like, like, how was it as a video game? If they want to treat it as a video game. It is a video game. It's hard because like, this is the thing with Jason's topic. It's a really interesting one. It's like each chapter isn't substantial enough in my eyes in the same way as episode. Like, look at, look at episode one. Um, uh, <laughs> episode on Chrysalis, or like um, episode three, Chaos Fairy, or episode two, Rules, or like you know, anything like that. It's no one, I'll even give this that like episode two, Rules at least had substance. Great episode, great episode, yeah, like the best. Like, <laughs> yeah, Should have had a play. disagree with that, <laughs> but like at least episode two of Life is Strange 2. Like, I can remember that as an episode. Episode. You know? Yeah. Like, I can remember that. that it had substance, right? Yeah. Whereas episodes uh, with chapter two of True Colors. Let me read you the checkpoints and then yes. see if it rings bells, right? So synopsis <laughs> is TBA. But the checkpoints are the wake, so his funeral. Yeah, which is a good uh, scene. Fo- foosball champion, which is, you know, upstairs, but playing foosball. Yeah. Spring cleaning. Uh, tracking down Mac, just like old times, once more at the ravine, joy lighting up the night sky. Those are the checkpoints. Yeah, see, like, I, I remember parts of those. Obviously, the, the final one is the... um. Yeah, where they like... Is the vigil. The, yeah, the vigil. Yeah, I, and she sees the emotions and in it. And tracking like, down of... Mac is just like, oh, I'm suspicious of Mac. And then he's having a panic attack, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like... Okay, Did not like I Mac. Get... Didn't like Mac's yeah. character. It was poor that for me. Mac is like the biggest red herring I've ever yeah. played. In, in any media, like Mac is like the biggest red herring. I, like I haven't I have an issue with the way that mental with, with how way mental health is portrayed. And then you also me studio. Brother. Well, it. it's that, and it's also like it's like when people are doing the Joker, and it was like everyone was right. I don't like the Joker, Joker as a film. I'll be very forthcoming with that. I think Joaquin Phoenix's mm-hmm. performance is good. I don't think I think it could have been called Clown Face that film because it was yeah. basically about clown. It's not about Joker. It's giving an origin story to a character that doesn't need an origin story. There's an entire famous skit in uh, Scream where Randy talks about the fact that you know, well, it, well, at the time they were like saying, um, "Sorry, Billy says like you know, does Hannibal Lecter have a motive? No. Does this person have a motive? Like a lot of characters that didn't need to have their backstories mm-hmm. told. They did it in the end, and it shows when it shows the weakness with characters when you do that. Um, but with like Mac, he's an example of it. Cause, like even the Joker as well, they portray his mum um, as like a mental health patient, like she's crazy, she's a lunatic, blah blah. And same with like Mac again. It was like it's like it's Nathan Prescott two but too much on the nose. It's like we've seen this before. It's like stop yeah. it. 
It's like for me, it's like yeah. stop it. It doesn't achieve anything here because what you're trying to do at this point, you're planning the blame on it. But people have already. For me, I'd be very surprised if you were kind of like onto Mac being involved with this at any point because I was like, well, he's just a massive red herring here. It's too obvious. Yeah. Um, so like that's the issue of it. And like he and you just said that we now we're talking about it in a second episode. He's substantially taking up a portion of the episode. And it's like why? Yeah. And it's like for, we, for talk- what reason? He's not even like nobody suspect. Like no player should be suspecting Mac. No. Like ever, like I don't know. As soon as I saw the corporate lady, I was like, "Oh, corporate did it." You know, yeah. like I was just like, "No, corporate did it." And yeah. then Mac is just like, just some angry corporate lady, dude. Diane. Yeah, put, put 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 respect on Anastasia's name, so well, like, please. The character, not the actress. You know, it's like <laughs> the character of Diane is just kind of like, "Oh, so corporate lady got it." Yeah. Her. Um. No, Anastasia. Like, by the way, I I miss Anastasia already. I like, we talked to. The- what I saw Eric. Yeah, I saw some. I need to speak to Eric Mori at some point. I saw like her post yes. something. I was like, yeah, I miss Eric Mori. Um, oh, yeah. And and Stace was in the background. I was like, yeah, it's like it's, the, it's like the the tag team show like the, of the century. Um, yeah. No, I just um. Oh yeah, like episode two. Like I'm I'm reading these checkpoints, and I'm just like I said episode two, chapter two, chapter two, and, and it's just kind of like, eh, like even my weakest episode. Of Life is Strange, which was episode two of Life is Strange. I remember it. I remember every single part of it. Yeah. You know, and I remember them being substantial, including the bottles, right? Yeah. R- rules. I remember it. Even chapter or even episode two of uh, Before the Storm, you know, yeah. substance to it. This just, eh, you know, it's just kind of like let the game flow and it's fine. Um, and of course, chapter three was the um the larp uh yeah steps. so the synopsis on that because um hmm. sorry in between that before you say it because like if you're talking about like when you've mentioned it there because it's like you said you remember the full in um the full points of the story of like um those different episodes <laughs> and different life of strangers like the two things that really stand out for me in this game if anything even detracting all the, the chapters is yeah. larp and the uh festival yes the LARP and the festival, you know, like something that was like in it and memorable, but like, you know, that was more themes. Like I remember mm-hmm. it was festival themed. I yeah. remember there was a LARP, but like everything before that, like, let me read the synopsis for uh, chapter three. Alex and Ryan tell Steph about her powers. She suspects that Diane may be working for Typhon. She suspects Diane may be working. Yeah, she would. Yes, she works for Typhon. Like, what do you mean? Like, she she has the type in uniform on. Anyways, um, the trio devised a plan to find proof and find the steal a flash drive from Diane. So this is where they're like flirting with Diane. Yeah, we're gonna see that. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, uh, Steph is the Steph. Steph is definitely the canon one. Come on, like, Steph's the main character of this game. Steph I've told you this character. before. I've told you this before. My f- we'll we'll come to that for a second. Uh, Riley is sent the information to see if she can decrypt it. Um, Steph, uh, Steph's LARP game is a massive event with numerous participants. Alex later goes to visit Charlotte, who has not go- gotten over Gabe's death. She destroys a sculpture in grief. She then goes back to her apartment, and they find out Diane is part of Typhon and wants to blast. Uh, and the blast was intended to cover up another blast. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So the um the Charlotte scene was good, by the way, as well. Let's just the Charlotte scene was chapter. Chapter three was probably the only really good chapter 
intermediate in terms of like an episode that was an episode like the the checkpoints there's only five checkpoints it's a simple plan which is yeah. with diane uh readying for battle which is like getting dressed for the larp uh thanor monster slayer mother's dilemma and Rhea, r-h-e-a Rhea. so like that yeah. project name Rhea. so like there was actual substance and mystery in that chapter yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that like the 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 climax of the of the story should be there, but it shouldn't be the only thing there, you know? Yeah, I like agree. that that's just it. It gives everything substance, presence, flavor, but it yeah. shouldn't be the protein of the story, you know? Yeah. Um that seems that, like the most that seems like the most likely one to be an ep by a definition an episode. An, an episode. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, because like the, the the contents are there for you, as you said. But like as you said, it's feed. Like it's just, it's a weird one, true. Because like, cause I I find it so hard to kind of like like. So basically, for anyone who's new and kind of like repeating things, true calls like left me a little bit um, mixed in terms of like the way I felt about it because I feel like it it borrows too much from Life is Strange one. Yes. So my theory has always been that I've always said like it's a Force Awakens moment the series, but it's like we're gonna give it a soft reboot. Bring JJ Abrams in. It's like basically like there's a if you ever watch South Park, you see it where he just redoes the national anthem. It's like bring JJ Abrams in. It's like he yes. can save, he can save the country, he can save the franchise, he can save this. It's like, and this is where it felt like it was like we'll go back to Life is Strange one because people didn't like Life is Strange two. And when I say people didn't like it, there was like a split, very split um, feeling towards it. And I've always said with Life is Strange two, you'll enjoy it at a certain point in your life. For me personally, I think that's how it feels about it. But it was different. It was meant to be different. Um, this one goes back and then it kind of strips away from me deck nine's identity in terms of making its own game in certain parts because it's like, it's like here's a set formula from life is strange one um we'll take this kind of thing we'll create this red herring from life is strange one very similar so it's like almost when you watch the force awakens watch episode four new hope very eerily similar eerily yes. similar it's like you know what jj abrams is doing he played the safe card he borrowed pretty much everything that george lucas did from episode four new hope and did that and this is what this feels like it's like Let's bring in a female character as a main character. Let's bring in a mystery for the game as well. Very similar, like like, like Rachel Amber. Let's bring in a red herring like Mac. Let's bring in um, Jettison. Let's bring in Jettison, this kind of character. Yeah. Never, mm -hmm. yeah, that's always caught on for me for that. But it's very similar in like across the beats. And this is the issue of it. And like my belief has always been that I think that Steph was the main character originally of Life is Strange, quote unquote, free as it is. Because look at the way steph is positioned in the story like even now as well more more time that passes on we just had a prose novel why is steph the prose novel mm -hmm. like if it was that important uh alex chen she would be the prose novel like she's in um the life is strange comic series that they did the crossover leading up to true colors is released but like still the emphasis has always been put on steph like when i got into the game mm -hmm. and played it I think like probably 98% of the people that voted in that kind of thing, it was always to put a love interest between Alex and yes. Steph. Ryan is fully third wheeling that. Ryan is great in certain points. I do really enjoy him a lot, but he's not as prominent as a love interest for this story because they, you know, it's very LGBT plus heavy life is strange. So it's obviously going to lean more towards this um, in the sense that there's going to be a love interest between Alex and Steph being made. But Steph just positions herself in the story where she's like almost like she wants to be the main character since she's kind of like just been ousted a little bit. Like, and you yeah. play the game, and then moments where it's like almost like Ryan is like 
overbearing as well over her position as well. It's like she should have been essentially either the main character or the secondary support character, the really big. She should have been either Chloe Price or Max Caulfield. That's for yes. me why I see with Steph. And that's where I have like a, a, a niggling theory with like uh, things that I, I've heard as well and from what I know and also just the way that the, the game is structured. It feels imbalanced in parts. So it's yes. like that's where I stand with it. Like it almost feels like in, in an essence, Alex Chen could be secondary to um uh, Steph, but it's yes. it's a weird one. But that that's like kind of like to put the rant in there. Um, I completely lost where we were for the conversation, but it's like yeah. um that this is like one of the many issues with Life is Strange True Cause. Yes. It plays a safe card. This is my main concern because I remember playing it, I was hyped for it, I was getting excited for it, etc. And I remember playing this game and I was like, it's like there's something just not sitting right in my heart. I was like, it's just not letting me accept Life is Strange True Cause. I'm like, what is it? And it's like when I got to the feeling of that and realized why I was coming across it, it's like that, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yes. and, th- and that's like that's why I feel like this is a just it just plays too safe in terms of Mm-hmm. The story it's telling, the chapter structure, it was like it was like it, it was basically like a kind of like a screaming letter of like, oh, life is strange is back. Back mm-hmm. in that kind of like yeah. quotation. It's like we're we're back, we're gonna keep doing what you like and stuff like that. But I think like it shows as well with the, the where the series is at now. I think it's in really big limbo land, if anything. Personally speaking. Yeah. Yes. I think the series is in a limbo land. Like how many people really talk about life is strange now? Not not much. Not much. And no. unfortunately, because like I think there's a lot of faith lost in the series yeah. after um after life strange two colors it's kind of like okay where's the series go from here yeah. whereas at least like with assassin's creed yes trust has been lost with assassin's creed like trust <laughs> at what point though lost. adam at one point <laughs> at one point like, but at what thing, point i said no, not one point i said <laughs> at what point there's, there's many points that, that series has lost trust but no like, i get what honestly, you mean i would say i would say it's it, it's been lost since uh assassin's creed unity in my, in my argument um but yeah. like at least there's a there's potential for that series to go like yeah don't do the animus stuff um but you just do like history of assassins like yeah. now they have like five games in development for assassin's creed <sighs> and it's all like in different like like judo uh feudal japan is one of them um oh, and it's just like and that's the thing at least we've lost faith but at least there's somewhere to go with this series but without yeah. Michelle and um, Luke like running the boat, it's kind of like, where does the series? It doesn't really have an identity yeah. without those two, you know. And I think that's it's okay, but it's just like without anybody who is like like even um, um a mentor, like a mentee, you know, um, uh, an apprentice to those two, yeah, like someone who is connected. Like if if uh, Alejandro took over the Life of Strange uh the franchise, I think it would be in a safe spot. You know, yeah, I think I think I think it'd be very valuable because like that that's the big question I was literally just thinking of when you were saying it to me. It's like because this is um rotational for, for like um Debt Nine for the minute because it's like Zach Garris <laughs> was directing this game. Zach Garris doesn't work at Debt Nine anymore, or he does, but yeah. he's also like he's I think he's like senior vice president of like Telltale Games or something like that. Something he's working like that, expanse yeah. with them, yeah. And it's like uh, Web Web Pickers Guild got moved into the the performance director role, which they needed for that. Uh, Chris yes. Floyd left the studio in, in in between that because he wanted he had his own um uh direction and he wasn't he didn't necessarily for my 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 opinion not his words but he like he didn't agree with the way that debt nine is going he wanted to be like smaller independent hence why he went and worked at his uh, the other studio that he did um but like then it's like you like this is the kind of questions you're asking because like for me it's like i'm like who directs the next game because like, i'm looking at it now on wikipedia felish khan 
uh, Mallory Littleton. It's going to ha- for me. I'm like looking at the writers because it's like someone's going to have to move up into yeah. the director's role. But it's, it's like with the me. other, I I direct the next one. <laughs> it's Thank me. Um, <laughs> but then you look at like Life is Strange one and two. It's like it was a core don't nod team. It was like you had Raul and um, Michelle as a director. You had Luke as a as a producer in the games. You had um, you had the Alejandros who were like um, working across all the different projects. You had a core team, and the team team keeps changing, and then directors keep changing. It's like where does it go next then? It's like, where do you go next? Do you go with Alex Chen? Do you go with a new game? Will you capture people's imagination the same ways? I don't know, man. It's a big question, man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. The next one that, that does this, I don't know. It's just, it's odd. Like, I don't know the direction that Life is Strange is going to go at this point. Um, I don't want to say that Life is Strange is a complete, Life is Strange True Colors is a complete flop. Uh, no, it's not. No, no. I'm a. I'm even like reading the synopsis for chapter four, and you know it's the festival, and I'm even thinking about like when Alex is performing. It's like you're not going to like this idea. Yeah. What do you mean? And it's just like she's on the stage, like I don't like this idea, it's like yeah. at all. And it's and it's it's, it's 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 eerily similar to the Chloe shop from the Tempest, but yes, it's like exactly, it's like, yeah. And that's like that's the Deck Nine signature. And it's like that's what I wanted more of. I just wanted them to give them. I just wanted them to give Deck Nine freedom. It should have been just being like right. Do what you yes. guys want to do. It's like, we're not going to do anything as a publisher. Just do what you want to do. Yes. Um, oh, okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, then it says like deaths in the game in the Wikipedia. And it says Tabitha Baker. She dies from an unknown cause. I'm like, wait, what? And then Ducky mentions this during the spring. Fe- I'm like, oh, she doesn't die in the episode. Yeah, no, she doesn't die. No. Like, that's why I was like, wait, how does she die in the episode? Like Ducky mentioned. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, Anyways, but yeah, no, it's just, um, yeah, so like the episode, uh, chapter four is the festival, of course, and chapter five is the, like the final showdown, I guess you want to say, but I thought chapter five is a bit of a mess now in hindsight. Yeah, chapter five. Okay, so I'm going to read to you just the checkpoints, just the checkpoints in. There are 10 of them. Okay. 10. Wow. Deja vu, uh, long way up. The hospital room, which I yeah. remember that one. Uh, home sweet home, which yeah, there there was a memory yeah. about them and like the dad leaving. Yeah, it's good. To see nobody, that. nobody picked you, which is her in the foster home. Yeah. Uh, nothing stays buried forever. Uh, daylight, the town council. Yeah. Uh, a knock at the door and rooftop re- retrospective. Yeah. So it's kind of like you I know, remember it, all those it, points. But yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, there's a, a lot. It's a it's a bit much, and I feel yeah. like I feel like if it was just like a, just a giant game instead of like mm-hmm. breaking up the chapters, and they didn't have the um, if they didn't have like the the red tape of chapters or episodes, and just made it a game, like just saying like, oh, this is level ten, you know, yeah. I think there would have been more substantial to those. But because they they felt like this idea of like, no, we're going to release it all at once. But they're going to be episodes. But they're not going to be episodes because they're going to be chapters. But they're going to feel like episodes. It's yeah. just like, what do you... There was no identity to no. True Colors except for the IP and like the gameplay, you know? No, there wasn't. Like I, I would have preferred them to have like scrapped all the chapters than just do it as a fully-fledged game. And if you wanted at the end of the game, at the very end, you could have put all the choices across every episode. 
yes. and it gives you a full clear of the kind of like the infographic. It just it just seems a little bit like as you said that fifth episode. There's so much stuff that happens in it, and it feels completely imbalanced at points. It's just yes. like it's slow. It starts. It moves fast. <laughs> it's like we're exploring this part of the kind of like Chen sibling relationship, the father, the mother. It's like, am I really interested at this point? Is that not just rehashing the Max and Chloe mom and dad kind of relationship again? It's like, what right. is it adding at this point? Cause like, look, look at it this way, for example, mm. let's just take it this way. It might sound like I'm being a bit cri- too critical of true colors, true colors, relationship, especially with the dad, the, the Chen siblings and the, their father relationship is like, it's like, oh yeah, we lost our dad. We lost this. You know, he's um he disappeared. It's kind of like going for that. Oh, you know, his mo- you know, the the mum's had like a tragic incident. And yeah, there's a big infinity with um life is strange and 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 uh, parental figures, especially the father side more than the mother side. I'd mm-hmm. argue to an extent, um, imbalance. Yes. But like, what does that serve in purpose? Because like, look how it's worked at that point. We're we're at episode five and we're learning all this. But then, go to life is strange too. The entire stuff about um, Esteban and Sean, he's like literally there almost in every other episode being like, Sean needs to do this. He's like, he's carrying your journey. And then you look at Before the Storm, the center of that story is Chloe and dealing with the grief from William Price's um, death. And it's like the way that he turns up and you have those scenes. Again, very poignant throughout the entire story. Life is Strange 1, very poignant again because you have um more minor stuff between max and her mom like you know all the texts and stuff but more so the the william price thing it sets up to it we know who william price is it's the kind of the first part of the relationship is a max and close relationship fracturing but also because of like her dad dying and you kind of hear yes. more about william price then william price comes in episode three then you're like oh it's like you know you fall in love with william you see who he is you you have a feeling towards him there's is more balanced but then this one it's like yeah we we learn about alex's past we learn about Gay's past, we have this, all this other stuff happening. But then episode five, then we get the entire family dynamics start unfolding. It's like we're at the finale here. Yes. And I know why they were doing it because they were trying to work it into the 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 story dynamic with um Jed being responsible for uh Papa Chen's kind of like demise. Yeah. But it's like too late for me that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Too late yeah. for me. Yeah, no, I just um I, I used to say this is one of my favorite Life is Strange games yeah. I did, like, when it first came out. And I stood by that, by by like what I felt at the time. Like I still stand by it because like, yeah. it was still like a really nice, it was a nice game for a time in my yeah. life where I was like, like needing comfort. Um, But, you know, looking back on it and having some time away from it, it just kind of like, I don't know. There's not a lot of substance to it. I'm more willing no. to replay the first Life is Strange. That I am yeah. willing to replay because I'll be honest, I tried replaying the first tr- uh, True Colors. I tried replaying it after reading Steph's story, and um, I played the first chapter, and I was just like, I, I, it's so it's hard, isn't that? It's yeah, it's very slow paced compared to like Life is Strange, the first one. Like it's yeah, like Life is Strange can be slow, um, but for the most part. You know, it, it it actually has substance versus um, True Colors. I just, I couldn't. I really couldn't. I, I Again, couldn't. it's not a terrible game. Again, by that, it's, it's a not, good game. It's but it's like, game. let me just like exp- read this out because I'm just looking at Wikipedia now. But it says like one sentence where it says, critics praise the game's characters. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that to an extent. Mm-hmm. I still think some of the characters are debatable, but sure. that's fine. Writing. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it could yeah. be stronger, but yeah, I think it's good. 
Uh, story themes. Mm. 50-50 on that. I think personally yeah. 50-50 on that. I'm not necessarily that. Voice acting, yes. I think it's exceptional. Exceptional, the acting. Yes. Um, and facial animations, again, exceptional for that mocap oh, team. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so those those two, are the for me, have always been the strongest suits for True Cools. I think they that's what excels the series, if anything. But then, the second part of the sentence, but criticize its short length, yes. yes. Its pacing, yes. yes. Repetitive environments, yes. yes. And lack of impactful choices, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so- even... Even right now, again, I haven't beaten it yet, but like even the quarry, like yeah. has different. You're still in the same camp. You're still in the same quarry, but there's new environments, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going on to. There's a, a different setting. Whereas True Colors is the L-shaped town. Nope, with chapter yeah. two. Oh, we're doing it. Oh, chapter three. It's the L-shaped town, but with decorations on it. Yeah, Ooh. and it's just like okay, like I don't know. It it's kind of got repetitive. Yeah, and because it was just a small town that you couldn't really explore. Yeah, you know? once you've been once you've been somewhere, you've been there, and that's it. Yeah, so you're only yeah, revisiting exactly. it necessary for like uh, a thing. It just didn't have much more to it. It was very, it was almost like a very, just it's just a hub essentially, but it didn't have yes. much more meat towards, it, and that's the only thing with it. And it's it's a it's a hard one because I I, I liked it, True Colors, and I like the fact that don't uh, deck uh, deck nine went like you know a very Colorado esque setting. They had the kind of like stamp on it, but just. This is this this is for me the entry point. I think that a lot of people have probably been turned away from the series. I think personally speaking, I think this is yes. one that's like even when I was doing the podcast and stuff like that, even this channel, it, it left me a little bit like, what do we do next? <laughs> it's like where do we go next? It's like is it is this channel really going to still do well? And the the numbers have always been like here and there. Cause it's like the series has just kind of been in a bit of a in a bit of an oblivion state. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just looking at some of the reviews as well, and it just says here as well. Like, let me just read you some of the the. Let me just read this entire section out because it'll be positive and negative. I don't just want to skew it negatively. So um, it says, IGN praised the settings of Haven Spring, writing that the game has, quote-unquote, arguably the best setting of uh, in any Life is Strange game to date, end quote. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Sure. I don't I don't agree with that, but fair enough. Uh, game, game Informed liked the writing of the game, stating, quote-unquote, true... Co- yeah, sorry, quote-unquote, true colors' writing is so strong that it didn't need a supernatural ability to tell the story, end quote. Okay. I don't sure. agree with that again. The reviewer yeah. put additional praise on the character of Alex Chen, calling her character one of the best protagonists I've encountered in years. Best in like any form of media? It sounds like it. One of the best protagonists I've encountered in years. Um, I can see where he's coming from. Like I can see that because like she is a strong protagonist, I will say that. Um I just think Max right Max-esque. Yes, like, that's the thing. I I just think that the writing for her kind of fell short. Yeah, um, the performance because, is phenomenal. Like, but performance is great. Yeah, but like you need to write for the character. You don't like it. Just felt like they were writing for a story, but you need to write for the character. Like you need yeah. to like understand who the character is and how they would portray themselves. Um, anytime I I write for somebody, like I have a couple skits that I write for. Um, I write for the person that that's going to be reading reading up of it to make it a le- that much more powerful. But it just felt like they were writing for writing's sake, and it yeah. didn't really utilize Alex as a protagonist, in my opinion. No, I think there's more there's more meat to take off of Alex. If anything, I think like she had more meat for it, but like mm-hmm. it just fell again here. But uh, 
says Justin Clark of GameSpot enjoyed the story's themes, uh, feeling that some of the game's interactions were quote unquote powerful um, and emotionally resonant. Uh, however, he criticized what called what he called the baseline niceness, mm. um, describing it as quote unquote while comfortable and soothing, borders on disgenuous given the grim emotional stakes. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Games Radar's Heather Ward felt, quote unquote, the empathy power opens up a little door into everyday life of small communities, which makes it feel so alive. End quote. She criticized the impacts of choices in the game, feeling that no matter um, no matter what the player chose, the story did not dramatically change. Yep, that's pretty much true. Uh, Tom Phillips, writing for Eurogamer, felt the, that the improved character animations and vocal performance contributed to a better game, saying, quote unquote, the game's writing and performances lift um, lift its small town mystery so brilliantly. End quote. See, again, it's I, I don't agree with a lot of that. It's, I, I agree with certain parts of it, yes, but other parts, it's just still. It's a bit flat in places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little yeah, bit. No. Um, it just fell flat. That's all I can. It, it's like, and I think that's it. Like it's uh, playing true colors. Uh, feels like drinking a flat soda. Yeah. Know, like the, a little the bit. Flavor is there, but like the substance. So like the fizz is just like, yeah, it's kind of dry, you know? Yeah. Enjoyable. It's like, it's like for me, like if I was going to rate it or anything, I'd be like a, on a scale, it would be like a seven out of 10. Realistically. I would. Yeah. I would say six point five. Honestly, Ooh, well, yeah, you're real than me. <laughs> it's usually me yeah. that's doing this. It's like a seven. Uh, so the way I I always see things. So the way I, if you ever watched the Games of Groceries episode, uh, we did movie. Of minutes. course, yeah. Like movie minutes was um we we had a five point scale. Yeah, it wasn't even like a number. It was avoid at all costs. Eh, pass, just pass on it. Enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Um, and I did it this instead of like numbers because it yeah. really is like avoid this and then like, um, eh, you could pass on it. And then yeah. in the middle was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. You know, and I would say like, I would say this game is enjoyable. It's right in the middle of like enjoyable and solid. Like, oh, this is a solid experience versus like, oh, I enjoyed this. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, get think, that. I think, I think that's where I rank it in terms of that five point in the games of groceries movie minutes, it was enjoyable. I don't think you should pass on true colors. I think it is. It's fine. If the first playthrough of true colors, I think it's the best one. Yeah. Second playthrough. You've seen it. You've done it. Yeah. You know, there's you not much it. choices that you can make versus like, um, life is strange. The first one. Yeah. I, I think like I played through that game, but realistically probably at least 10 times. At, at least 10 times in each playthrough i i experienced something new whether it be a new choice or just something like a person i didn't interact with before and i was just like oh like um one of victoria's friends like who sits by the tree and you talk about her mom like her yeah. sick mom like i think i played that in my fifth playthrough i was like i didn't even know she was here <laughs> you know like <clears throat> like so there's like a lot to explore yeah. Uh, with Life is Strange. Whereas True Colors, you play through it once and it's an enjoyable experience, but then it just kind of. After that, you. You don't, aren't you? Nah. You yeah. Know. Whereas the council, bit... I've been wanting hey. to play the council like for a while now because like there's so many things where you can do and like. So many things. It like blows like, my mind. Like, fix, like yeah. some choices where you're just like, oh, there's a stupid move. Um, 
it's like a game of chess, but you know, yeah. with a weird twist. So that's yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's that, it's that meat that's been missing in some of these games, and this is the thing with True Colors. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So apologies, Jace. I don't think we did this that well in terms of the, the <laughs> ranking format. It's going to give me a nightmare of ranking points as an episode. Um, I think before we wrap up this subject as well, because like again, like there's there's so much we can pick apart in it. We've got an entire review discussion as well. If you want to listen to it, I think this is kind of revisiting True Colors uh years on and just still still feeling mm. pretty uh, mixed about it but uh wavelengths was an interesting no. one because uh i kind of min- I'm, i kind of forgot this in my steph rant that i did before but this is, again emphasizes the fact that steph was the main character for life is strange true colors it's like it's like why yeah. she got her own she's got her own dlc she's got her own prose novel she's like the secondary main character in this game it's like have we missed something here in the marketing yeah honestly um i don't think so I think it's just like they they really wanted to make Steph the the solid choice, but somebody somebody in the upper 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 floor said no, you know. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, but man, I I always say that wavelengths is an understandable missed opportunity. You know, it was a missed opportunity, but with the circumstances like affecting the world, yeah, you know, and like with production, that's why I say like. It's a missed opportunity, but like understandably so, you know. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, it's a smart idea playing on the pandemic angle because obviously, like, sure. I think it resonated quite well. If you played at the time, and especially when we played as well, having dealt with all the stuff of the pandemic, it felt quite um, surreal in parts. But yeah. then again, it's like now we've been restricted to a room, and it's yes. like we're in a store. It's like why can't we walk out of said store? It's like what is even going on? I know. Here? I wanted to explore so much. It's kind of like oh, you know, you know what it felt like for me. It felt like uh, in Assassin's Creed Three again, born and raised in Philadelphia. <laughs> boom, there were see- like it was American colonialism. Yeah, and of course, Philly's a part of it. The only part of Philadelphia you can explore is just the inside of Independence Hall, <laughs> and I was like. I want to go out there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like especially, um, uh, especially on uh, True Colors, uh, uh, wavelengths where like it's Christmas themes. I believe. I think there was a Christmas uh part to it, and I'm like, I want to go outside. I want to go. I want to go into Haven Springs during Christmas time. I want to see that. You know, um, yeah. I want to see the different seasons. But it's, you know, it's no because she interacts with other characters. We see more of like, okay, why doesn't he walk in? The, why does no one walk into the store? Like even no. if you try and make a backstory of it, say oh the stores closed, but it's like why is no one walking? That's like the Mikey stuff's fine. We can keep that over. Sure, um, but I want to Sky- Gabe. I want to Gabe. Yeah, you, know? you want Gabe in there. You want other people to have more of a kind of like you understand why Steph is like noticed more in the town. Everyone knows her, etc. Have time like that could have been an opportunity. Like wavelengths to have more time with someone like Riley. Everyone wanted more time with Riley, or you can have more time with uh, Reginald, or you can have more time with x character like there's yeah. so much more that you could do there and it just didn't seem to like like do it just seemed like yeah it just seemed to be like a missed opportunity if anything like yeah. I, I wanted that I, I really wanted um to go out the town a little bit i wanted to explore a staff to kind of see things etc like if you could go into a store and then speak to um charlotte and then you kind of like yes. have a bit of an early understanding it helps you add backstory like that's the thing, and it's as I said, it's nice having Mikey back in there. It was really kind of like nice to have that kind of dynamic unfold, um, giving Steph a deeper backstory, the kind of like mm-hmm. you know little Easter egg for um, uh, Kylie's character, Rachel and uh, Chloe's come back as well, which is quite nice. Sure. And then generally, even the ending was quite nice. The setup for it as well, nice little setup to yeah. 
definitely. to where you get in the first uh, to the beginning of the game, uh, beginning of the game to where you get in True Colors, where Alex yeah. meets Steph. I like that. I think we've spoken about that off podcast, but again, just unfulfilling. It's just like you yeah. you, you talk about all those criticisms that we talked about before in the top part of it, where it's like pacing, lemping, stuff like that, and then you get to wavelengths. It's like yeah, it's again mm-hmm. another issue there. Yeah, no, I agree. It was just kind of like understandable missed opportunity but nonetheless it's kind of like man i'm just left with true colors being kind of like i wish it was better than it was i really yeah. do and yeah. and of course like i'm sure the developers feel the same way like they they wish it was better um because every creative um i think it was lincoln i think it was abraham lincoln or someone else uh, and, and either way the quote goes like there's no such thing as a finished project just an abandoned one yeah like and, and it's just like kind of like that where like you can always make something better but at some point you just got to abandon the project and just release yeah. it you know so, pretty much it's gotta be that so yeah. uh jace thank you again for the sub- topic idea um and also apologies for us uh butchering it because <laughs> i just think it was it was a hard one to rank i, I can't rank the chapters they're just too they're not substantial enough like, and they don't i think they where the chapter thing is as well my argument is that it doesn't structure itself in the same way as the the significance of the other episodes like we talk about uh chaos fairy we talk about polarized we talk about like, they all have significance and we all remember them for what they are and they can deserve rankings but these this one i think for me a half great true cause is an entire game yeah i feel like for that it would be like a seven out of ten if i was doing off a seven out of ten scale that would be what i'd put it at of um course. yeah so yeah either way i hope you enjoyed that uh adam spread the arts yeah do you want to go totally. first you want you want to go first i can let you go first all right uh i already mentioned that i'm playing the quarry but you know i just wanted to mention that for the sake of the argument so i haven't finished it yet so i yeah. don't know if i should rank it what i will say though um john mulaney just came out with a new comedy special uh if you remember Ooh. john mulaney who was recently canceled for being an abusive human being to his wife um yeah however uh he came out with a new comic special called baby j on netflix and it kind of explains like hey i was a different person like he he talks about his addiction like going to rehab trying to help himself having an intervention uh with his family or like his <laughs> his friends and his family he kind of like name drops some people uh, he said like it was the most starstruck i like <laughs> it was the most like star-studded intervention there ever was um but yeah, I think it was um a really honest and a really interesting story about John Mulaney and his journey into rehab and uh trying to help himself from not being in addiction. So, yeah. you know, like uh I think it's a really interesting take and I and I think everybody should at least check it out. Uh John mm-hmm. Mulaney Baby J, you know, doesn't excuse his behaviors, but you know, it puts in perspective that people go through things and yeah. they need time to heal. So John Mulaney, Baby J, I, rem- I recommend it. Okay, so my recommendation is I will go uh, with Resident Evil 4 now, having finished it completely. I was actually, when I was at Best Buy, <laughs> I was I was in between Resident Evil 4 and The Quarry. And like, I was, oh. I was in between the two. You did my Resident Evil? Have... Wow. I'm not, I wasn't the biggest resident evil fan like you know what i mean like i appreciate it i think it did yeah. a lot for video games entirely 
Yeah. But I loved Until Dawn, and I was like, I really want to play the quarry, so I just went with that, you know? I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I pretty much put, like, like God knows, up was probably, like, 80 plus hours into it. got a platinum on it, done it now, so I'm not even going back to it for a while, but thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really, it was really good. I still probably would lean towards the original. I think the the Mikami game was iconic for what its time was and how it changed. Say, this you is... can't touch the original Resident Evil. You can't. Like, no. it's, it, it, because like, this is this is more straight up horror and stuff. Like I've seen people talk about on, online. It's like, yeah, but this is more of a horror game. But it's like, that's not what RE4 is though. Yeah. It's meant to be It's meant to be survival horror action. That's that's yeah. why it changed the, the landscape of that franchise so much. That because was, it yeah, is... like that was the problem with Resident Evil 5. It became yeah. too much action, you know? Like, yeah. Like a big I, problem. Yeah, but RE4 had the right balance with it for me, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's like that's why it's, it's like that. But it really, really was enjoyable, though. Not nonetheless, you yeah. know, big, big kudos to Nick Apostolidis. He's great. And then, like, you know, I get, I get why people are like, yeah, you need to change some of the dialogue. You know, it's outdated, blah blah. But I, I'm still a purist for certain things. Like that. Even if it's cringe and it's whatever else, these are Japanese developers making the game. Yeah, and it's like the the way that they see things. It's not what the Western market does. And it's like if they make a joke about that, it's like it's not the end of the world. It's like i think ashley's a better character in this and i think like they probably have dealt with her better because you know we are going past the period of like during the 2000s 2006 of like hostage um yeah. escort missions like we've gone past that and you need to make her a little bit more uh competent in certain regards like she's still a young woman like you know she's still That's a, a good way to put it though like just a little bit more you know uh don't want to rip her eyeballs out for how annoying she is <laughs> pretty much like yeah like she she can just basically like she just she's still an escort mission but she's not as infuriating good um how's the merchant i heard like the the voice hmm. acting was like kind of well it's know, that one it's what well, that one and ada isn't it which are the two kind of like um Mm. That was those those are the controversies i've heard about yeah yeah like look the merchant's voice is very different and i think like i personally don't think it's as good as the original re41 and i think yeah. like in itself the the merchant from re village is more for me better now when you look mm. at it because compared if you compare it to the re4 it doesn't have the same like he he needs that like you know welcome like voice it needs that like really yeah, it needs welcome yeah what are you buying but this is the problem with it because like they keep some of the lines for example like um from the original re4 like you know, you know where they're all going to bingo and it's like they have the kind of like really um because like mikami for me reminds me very much of like Jin kojima where it's like they have that japanese sense of they're, they're japanese men but they have a, a weird sense of humor so they do like really questionable kind of like lines and it's like like oh actually is that funny it's a bit like it's really cringe but it's also quite funny you have it with mgs where cars is like you played us like a fiddle it's like that's like become a meme yeah. but it's funny though as well at the same time and i think they do it and they keep it in the game in remake but they deliver it with a serious tone sometimes it's like oh well they're all going to bingo and it's like oh actually this is not too bad but then it's like with the merchant they've stripped that because he's meant to be like that all the time it's, you know it's oh what a fine item this is and it's like yeah it's missing from the delivery <laughs> of it so my issue is 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 with that and then i think ada is the B has missed a lot on that. Let me just preface this as well. Like, you know, I get the, you know, the stuff that the actor has taken as well in terms of abuse and stuff. I'm not one of those mm -hmm. people who's going to send abuse someone's way, but I, I have to hold someone to the candle of performances of performances. And for me, that's a very, it's out of tone, if anything. Um, and more so as well. Like I, I was a huge fan of, um, I was a huge fan of Jolene's work in RE2 remake. Um, and how, and, and say, it, how does it rank with you with the re2 remake like is it no, no, it? no not even like a candle i'm sorry jolene is too good jolene yeah. is so good like oh. like i get i get the conversations of it as well because like the, there were people saying like you know there's authenticity because jolene is a white woman and ada is a 
is an Asian character. Yeah. So it's like, and I get that, but at the same time, that's not predefined for me though. I'm fine perfectly with a white person playing a black character in a film, uh, in a, in a, in a, sorry, not a film, in a a VO role, for example, Mm -hmm. because if you can do it for the execution of the voice, there's no issue for me. Look at the stuff with um, Laura Bailey and Nadine Ross. It's like, I don't care if Laura Bailey is a white woman. Yeah. If you want to get a black actor and get it in, but it's like, for me, if she can do a really great performance, she did that with Nadine. Right. No issue with that. So for me personally, I don't think she has the same mm, as as um, Jolene's Ada. But at the same time, there's also arguments. There's a lot of time that passes between RE2 remake and RE4. It's a different sure. different um, Ada. But at the same time, I think if you were to give that role to Jolene, for example, she would have knocked out of the ballpark, as she did with yes. Karen, as she did with Ada before. So it's it's just it's a little bit flat for me that performance yes. it just it feels flat and then it's like with leon as he is he's even flatter in that game as it is mm. you need something to kind of like bounce it a little bit so i'm i'm personally those are those are two for me like really eyebrow raising kind of like criticisms well, i have if anything that's fair, um you know yeah more so for that but in general respects it's a, it's a good it's a good remake and a good reimagining for me it's not it won't surpass that original game because of what that first game was in terms of significance and what it, what it achieved, but a uh, very faithful um, retelling. And, and and in certain respects does improve on certain parts of that game because it has yeah. hindsight in its favor. So you have the opportunity to fix things which were negatively received. But yeah, it's a really good pickup though. Would recommend. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I was, I'm definitely going to get it when it's on like a good sale. Um, yeah. Because I'm interested. I love the first resident Evil four like yeah. the original resident Evil four i played I through four. that one like at least three times so yeah it's just kind of like i get it like it's it's good uh and i played it on the gamecube so yeah the the, four. the pristine edition yeah <laughs> on the gamecube but yeah no I'm, I'm definitely gonna pick it up at some point for sure yeah, yeah. four 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 is me is, is like the big one for me that i always remember and and more so now as well i really like seven i keep looking back on it now and thinking that game is like really really just yeah. like there's something else now like in hindsight seven, seven really picked up the pace you know five and six were just kind of like oh so when Lost. they came up with seven i was like oh what are you doing but seven they were like hey remember resident evil back when it was good yeah yeah here it comes again yeah and, it's like, and we're oh, gonna good <laughs> yeah and we're gonna reimagine it as well they went down the, like, the texas chainsaw massacre-esque route they, they kind of gave it a new yes. identity a new stripping and it, as i as i all for that eight was a bit of a disappointment for me but i have my own kind of commentary on that but four and seven are the best for me and like four is like outstanding for me so it's a 10 out of 10 that game for me it's a masterpiece um and i think like it's know. good yeah for me it's good it's good in the sense that the remake does things that are right, then it also does things that I, I don't agree with necessarily, but that's probably just yeah, from a... that's just that's just like the nature of a remake. You know, yeah. it's like there's gonna be things you like and it's gonna be things that yeah. like direction wise, like why'd you do that? But yeah, you know, that that is what it is. Yeah. But... It's it's a bit of a cause cause I've seen a lot of people talk about with the remake is like can a remake be a game of the year? For me it can't be because it's like you're basically it's a new game like yeah but you're so. technically you're technically like using everything that's there because like when you, re4 is yeah. getting loads of 10 out of 10 reviews it's like well yeah but the original game was probably a 10 out of 10 for a lot of people so it's like you're not necessarily doing time has passed where it needs to be modern like i think resident evil 2 the way that remade was well like remake was remade yeah i think that stood a chance on like game of the year because that was like a whole thing yeah that's whereas, like yeah whereas Resident Evil 4 remake, it just modernizes it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's almost beat for beat. Yeah. It's like very few segments that are like added, but it's like very much beat for beat. 
But like RE2, that remake was just like it was a different game. Like it was yeah. not the same. Um, I would argue that that that's a remake that could qualify, but RE4, from what I've seen, it's impressive. And from what you tell me, it is impressive. Yeah. But I don't think it's a contender for a game. No, of the year. I don't think it is. I think I think it's yeah. too similar. This is too eerily. I think if you audit as a as a thing, and even that's like it might seem like disrespectful to say it can't be because it's a remake, but I think it's too similar. It's yeah. kind of like almost. You, it's like it's. Like, you know what would be a contender this year for game of the year is mm. um Ollie Ollie World. Still, I'm on this train, dude. You haven't played Ollie Ollie World. You get on that train. It's going to be game of the year this year guaranteed i don't care it came out last year it's going to be game of the year this year so get on that train ollie ollie world before elon removed my blue tick i feel like i got credit for you getting retweeted by ollie ollie world because i liked it <laughs> so they saw in their notifications so like that's the uh, that's always what i hold on up but Do yes you not have that's... A blue tick anymore nope it's gone oh wow i didn't even notice like i don't know yeah like, nobody has a blue tick anymore oh yeah look at that it's gone look at that yeah, David Abrams doesn't have a tick anymore. Interesting. I'll run to you. Well, basically, from what I've seen, they've restored blue ticks to people that have one million plus followers. Mm. Because they basically well, know that people aren't going to pay for it. I'm looking at Curtis Connor right now, who has a million followers on Twitter. They're not being verified. Mm, not even interesting. verified. It's, it's weird, man. It's so he's, weird. He's, I read something where, yesterday with Elon saying that um, they're going to try and do things where you can basically do paid for articles on like on Twitter, so it's like you can if you someone clicks on it, then they have to pay for it to like buy it, and like people are just not going to stop using Twitter. It's like, do you realize how much? I, I I swear the people I follow on Twitter, I barely see my feeds anymore, and I barely use Twitter myself anymore now. Pretty yeah. sure like most people just don't use it. It's, I'm I'm, yeah. I, I'm convinced that he, when he says like it's more active, I'm pretty sure it's not. I see like less yeah. people using Twitter more than I've ever done in my entire life. Honestly, yeah, it's becoming really dead, unfortunately, but. We've moved to Messenger. We used to use Twitter all the time for like messages. Now we're on Messenger, like thingy. The good old yeah, Zuck we're on another giving us, uh, yeah, you know, the good old like, Zuck giving us the, uh, <laughs> the the platform. But I don't really use Twitter yeah. anymore now. I just really no. don't look at it. Like yeah, it's my same. my feeds are so my feeds are so dead now. I just don't tweet anymore. I just don't, I don't care. So I don't, and I really think that platform's going the way of the dodo at some point. Um, yeah, unfortunately, another conversation yeah. itself, maybe a different podcast. Either way. I think I hope you all enjoyed that because spread the arts is done. Um, Jace, again, thank you for the uh, topic idea and uh, apologies if we I'm going to home and I title this and what is going to happen, but <laughs> you'll yeah. see. Well, I hope you enjoy the conversations. Let us know your thoughts on True Colors. Many years on since its release. Many years on. Many years on. 2021. Right. Yeah, let's go. Two years on. <laughs> Two years on from its release. It feels like many years. I've aged many years. Um, you know, let us know what you think about True Colors. Have you revisited it? Have you played it? Do you agree with us? Do you think we're giving it a hard time? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what you think. And if you do have any topic ideas, as I said before in the previous episode, do leave them on our YouTube videos as well, because we will pick them up then. Um, but yeah, as I said, we're done. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you are new here, do consider dropping us a subscribe, turn on notifications, like, and share with your friends. It helps you consider our content, helps you support our content as well, more than more importantly. And also as well, um, StrangeCast is available on all podcast services. So you can catch us on YouTube with the YouTube uh, video version. You can catch us on Spotify with the video version. And then also we're available on Apple Podcasts and all other platforms. So do follow us on there, download the episodes, rate them as well if you enjoyed them. It helps keep up to date with us. Uh, we'll be back later this month then in May and we'll also probably most likely have a Steph's story review, which I'm going to try and focus on. That's going to be the main one. Um, and I hopefully don't have to apologize again when I don't do it. But yeah, that's kind of the main focus. Either way, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back uh, later this month. Wonderful one. Bye.
Take care, guys.